It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center here in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up in this episode of Locked On Thunder, which is the first of two today, we'll talk about the Thunder's loss to the Sacramento Kings last night, the good, the bad, the ugly of that, and most importantly, I think we have to get to the discussion of when can we start giving Vladi Divac and the rest of the Sacramento Kings organization a little bit of credit for putting together a young roster that's full of exciting talent. I The Kings were a joy to watch last night, despite the fact that Thunder were on the losing end. And yes, I think you can argue that the Thunder made them look better than what they actually are. That's still a fun team to watch. And if the Thunder aren't playing on a particular night and you happen to have the NBA package or you stumble upon one of their games on NBA TV, they're definitely worth spending 48 minutes with. In segment number two, even though the Thunder did lose last night and cooled off just a bit and had some major mistakes, I didn't miss Monday Night Football. If you listen to ESPN today, There's a lot of talk about last night's game between the Rams and the Chiefs being the game of the year. And maybe it's because I cover Big 12 football and I've been watching OU so much over the last five years. That's called not good defense. Games like last night get defensive coordinators fired. But what's more astounding to me is that the NBA, even with the Thunder and the Kings last night, which wasn't one of the premier games, was still a fun game to watch. And this is something that the NBA needs to take advantage of when they market, just how fun the games are on a nightly basis and how many games you can watch that are are competitive because there is a stigma surrounding the NBA regular season in the 82-game season that needs to be debunked. So we'll talk a little bit about how Adam Silver and the rest of the marketing department in the association can go about making sure that people feel like they can emotionally invest 
in an 82-game season. Then we'll wrap things up today here on Locked on Thunder, talking about the Fox Sports Oklahoma promo for tomorrow night's game with GSW. Um, it's not untrue. What What is said is not untrue, but there's a little bit of trolling there, and I absolutely love it. So all that is coming up today on Locked on Thunder. I'm Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and News Radio 1000 KTOK. I've covered the Thunder now for five seasons. We're in season number six. If you like what you hear, I would ask that you go to LockedOnThunder.com. We have all our podcast archive. We have video from players and coaches. Sometimes we post audio from players and coaches, depending on what we get. And um, what else? Oh, I'd love to send a big shout out to the guys at Thunder Digest because they're the ones that got me off my butt. They helped me do this podcast and they allow me to tweet my podcast out to them. And if uh, you're spreading the word for Locked on Thunder, I thank you, especially for all our listeners who happen to not be in the United States of America because this podcast has grown so global. But what I want to do really, real quick, if I can just mention this. I want to make this a more interactive podcast. So hit me up at G-E-E-H-S-O, at Locked on Thunder. Give me comments, give me questions, anything you want me to talk about, and I will do my best to make sure it happens on this podcast and give you a shout out. And we've got listeners all over the place. We've got listeners all over the association. We've got a, a good base of jazz listeners. And I don't know why. I mean, you've got Locked on Jazz with David Locke, which is pretty hard to beat. So I'm very humbled that that if you're a jazz fan and you're listening to this podcast, I am very humbled that you would take 20 minutes out of your time to listen to me when you get David Locke to listen to, who was about maybe the best analytical mind that we've got on this network. It's such a great analytics guy. And I'm not just kissing his ass because he happens to own the network. Let's get it started today and talk about what's going on with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Last night, Thunder lose to the Sacramento Kings. And as disappointing as it was, there were some silver linings in this game. I think, first of all, you have to be very pleased with the way that Hamadou Diallo played I thought the kid showed a lot of hustle. He had a great shooting percentage. It was a remarkable improvement from what we saw on Saturday night versus the Phoenix Suns. He got a lot better in a short amount of time. And what's going to happen inevitably is people are going to look at that performance last night and they're going to want him to start over Terrence Ferguson. And I realize that's not a stretch to say because there's a lot of Thunder fans that wanted him to start over Terrence Ferguson at the beginning of the year, but this is only going to further cement it. I would say slow your roll on Hamadou Diallo being a starter for as athletic as he is, and we see all the promise that he can give us. He's going to have nights like he did against the Phoenix Suns. He's going to have him as a starter. He's going to have him coming off the bench. What the Thunder have to be careful of is rushing him out too soon and destroying his confidence. They need to sort of bring this guy along. And the beautiful thing that you have with the Oklahoma City Thunder, because not every organization has the luxury to do this. In fact, some organizations have to take a player like Hamadou Diallo and you've got to throw him right into the fire because you don't have a choice because you need him to produce. With Terrence Ferguson, When Alex Sabrinas eventually gets healthy and gets over this illness, which is apparently spread to Nerland's Noel, when Andre Robertson comes back, you have all these guys 
that can help Hamadou Diallo along. And he can learn as far as what to do on the court, what not to do on the court. Plus, remember, and I don't think the Thunder are taking this for granted, even though they've started him, and I'm not saying that they're holding this against him, but he was late to a walk-around. And Billy Donovan did have to punish him by sitting him out of a game. We can see this kid come along here in the next couple of years, but for right now, let's let this pace come along gradually and let him continue to produce and prove that he can be that player that the Oklahoma City Thunder need him to be. The other silver lining in that game had to be TLC, Timothy Luwa Cabarro, and I know what I'm thinking right now, okay? But I have been extremely critical of Alex Sabrinas for quite some time. And I just keep thinking, well, if Hamadou Diallo can play the way he did last night and you get Terrence Ferguson back after his wife has her baby and I see you've got Diallo and Ferguson and you've got TLC, you've got all these young guys playing too. Well, that should make Alex Sabrinas a guy who's pretty expendable for the Oklahoma City Thunder in... The offseason, when he's a restricted free agent, or maybe now to get something out of him, or to get some, yeah, to get something for him, then you go ahead and, and you start putting out those feelers about Alex Abrinas. And Sam Presti definitely should at this moment. Alex Abrinas could be the best of those three players, but I don't think he is. For as good as he's been on defense this year, I'm not fully convinced that Alex Sabrinas isn't playing a little bit above his head because this is a contract year. He's a restricted free agent, and if he wants to come back to Oklahoma City, then his he and his agent's plan is very simple. You go out, you test the market, you get somebody to make you an offer, and you bring it back to Oklahoma City hoping that they'll match it, but there has to be a magical number where Sam Presti won't go. Also, Sam Presti, for as good as he's been as a GM, can spin a guy like Alex Sabrinas and possibly bring an upgrade to the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's it's time to start looking at what you can get. And if you can somehow manage to get a pure shooter coming off the bench for Alex Sabrinas, you've got no choice but to make that move. Because in, in a small sample size, and that's the other thing we got to remember, because I'm stepping out on the ledge here. I'm like a lot of other Thunder fans. We've got to remember with TLC and Hamadou Diallo, they're very small sample sizes. And Sam Presti's going to be smarter than all of us, and he's going to let this thing play out. But if he certainly sees that this is where the future is, then Alex Sabrinas has to be the odd man looking out, and you can go ahead and trade him. Unless you want to trade Ferguson, because you realize that Ferguson may bring you more, may have, you may have more leverage with Ferguson. You may be able to get more out of him, but somebody's got to go. You've got an overabundance there at that position, which is strange to say, because for so long, the two guard has been a major pain in the Thunder's butt. And you've lived with an Andre Robertson. You've lived with guys who've drastically underperformed for years. Well, now you've got guys that can live up to the reputation, and you may have too many of them, which is a good problem to have because then you can go get that pure shooter that you need to come off the bench and add some scoring. Also, I would like to take this first segment and give the Thunder some credit, or actually not the Thunder, the Kings some credit for putting together a nice young roster. 
That's a lot. That is a lot of fun to watch. De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley was all over the court last night. Buddy Heald is so deadly from three. Um, golly, man, they've just got so much. They've got so much young talent on this team that just needs a little bit of time to develop. Um, and who else? Who else was I uh, sticking out last night? Oh, Balencia. Balencia was fantastic, going five of six from the floor and twelve points last night. Uh, there's just there's a lot of goodness there. Willie Cauley Stein, I, I I thought looked good on defense at time. Uh, Marvin Bagley, not only blocking Deontay Burton's shot, but you don't see Stephen Adams' shot get blocked. We've ripped Vlade Divac for, for ever since he has taken this role, but he spun Buddy he or he spun Demarcus Cousins to get Buddy healed, and he absolutely won that trade if for no other reason. DeMarcus Cousins is no longer with the New Orleans Pelicans. That alone gives him the win on that deal. Plus, with the way Buddy Hield is developing, it's absolutely incredible. Give the Kings some credit. Last, they're still a half game out of the out of the eight spot in the playoffs, but let this team grow. Let it continue to become, become that young team that develops. And as that garden gets watered, watch this team grow and become a force to be reckoned with here in these next few years. I don't want to get too crazy because they're 2-0 against the Thunder, but I do like the way they're playing. And last night, I thought they did a great job of beating Oklahoma City at their own game. That might be the most astounding part of what we saw with the Thunder last night is that the pace favored them, but ultimately they ended up on the wrong side. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, the NBA is missing out on a grand marketing opportunity, and last night's Thunder game was proof positive of that. We'll tell you how Adam Silver can fix it next here on Locked on Thunder. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll have another episode of Locked On Thunder for you coming up this afternoon right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, you can hear Locked On Thunder at LockedOnThunder.com and at LockedOnPodcast.com, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also later this afternoon, another episode of Locked On Sooners because we didn't know that Big 12 defensive coordinators were innovative. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about what last night the the lasting ramifications last night's NFL game has on the Big Twelve. Talked a lot about Lincoln Riley, but are there some other Big Twelve coaches now in line to possibly get NFL jobs since owners are falling in love with the high scoring style of what the Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs played? So all that's coming up today here on Locked On uh, Sooners. 
Locked on Thunder now as we get back to uh, last night's Thunder game. Thunder losing to the Sacramento Kings last night. Although, Thunder lose was a highly entertaining game. So if you're just an NBA fan, it was a lot of fun to watch that game last night. In fact, I didn't watch a single down of the Rams and the Chiefs. And I didn't miss it. One, because I do this podcast and I want to tweet and watch the Thunder. But two, NBA over NFL, which I have said now for the last, I don't know, two years that the NBA is a better product than what the NFL is. But somehow the NBA is missing on this. They're not seizing on the moment to market this to fans. And what the NBA is really missing is that emotional investment on a game-to-game, night-in, night-out basis that the NFL has. Fans of the NFL feel like they can emotionally invest because what they really feel is that the NFL doesn't take up too much of their time. It's once a week. Twice a week if your team happens to play on Thursday or they happen to play on this Thanksgiving weekend like Dallas Cowboys fans and Detroit Lions fans have had for years. But they don't ask you to watch every single night. Now, they want you to with the NFL Network, but you don't feel obligated. So it's somewhat of a ruse. The NFL wants you invested every single night, but they want you to think that you're doing it voluntarily, where the NBA, it's almost as if they ask you to work to watch their product. And this is something Adam Silver has got to get a grip on. Adam Silver has to have a better way of marketing its product. ESPN does a fabulous job. First and foremost, he needs to go talk to the people at ESPN because when ESPN promotes an NBA game, they make it seem like a heavyweight fight. And they make it seem like a heavyweight fight on pay-per-view that you absolutely cannot miss. ESPN does an excellent job of putting the backstory together. LeBron at Lakers is a terrible game. The Lakers are going to kill the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers, if they're not the worst team in the NBA, then it's the New York Knicks. But what the NBA has done, or what ESPN has done, is, well, they know it's going to be a bad game, so they're marketing LeBron coming back to, to home, and they're marketing what the response is and what LeBron means to Cleveland. So throughout the game, while this game is going to suck tonight, they're going to continue to tell that story over and over again, they're going to bring back the J.R. Smith situation and relive that, much to the chagrin of Cavaliers fans, and people are going to watch. But you've got entertainment on your side. You don't always need to sell the drama. And another thing that the NBA has an issue with is that everybody believes that this year is a foregone conclusion that the Golden State Warriors are going to win the title, and it doesn't matter who comes out of the East they're not going to challenge them. So that would make the average fan go, why would I watch this entire season, get my hopes built up on one team, being able to build to beat Golden State when ultimately in a seven-game series, I know they can't. It's a fair question from fans. It's a very fair question. So what you have to sell is that those 82 games that are played a year, even though the playoffs is the end-all, be-all, those 82 games a year are like watching a movie. They're like watching a good television show because you're not going to find better reality television on TV at this moment than you are an NBA game. You, you've you've got to sell those key matchups and the players that you can watch. You've got to make sure that the Milwaukee Bucks, when they played the Oklahoma City Thunder, 
That's on national TV. Yes, you are talking about two of the smaller markets in the NBA, but you're also talking about some of the premier players in the NBA. And not just Giannis and Russell Westbrook, but you've got Paul George. You've got Chris Middleton. You've got to get out and sell this young Kings team. You've got to continually grow and sell all this talent that you have and let everybody know that once LeBron retires, when that happens, and when the Golden State Warriors break up, because that's going to happen this year, at least Kevin Durant will be gone, then you've got enough talent, enough places to go to fill that void that are left behind and that the association is in really good hands for the next 10, 15 years with everybody that's been developing in this league. Honestly, when LeBron leaves, for as much as everybody loves LeBron James, I'm not going to miss him because I know what it is. But I watch every single night, not just because of my job, but now because I'm in love with the sport and you've got to figure out a way to make America understand that it's all right to fall in love with the NBA. And even though there's a dud game in there once, sorry, I'm unzipping my uh, jacket there. Ooh, that was sexy. Even though there's a dud game in there, you know, every night is going to have a dud game that there are better, there are more better games than there are dud games. It's hire me, hire me as your marketing guy, get me together with some, with some creative heads and we'll knock it out. And eventually I guarantee you eventually the NBA will overtake the NFL. It's just a matter of time. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when and it's a matter of the association just being creative enough to, to market itself and to make sure that people have an emotional attachment to a sport that plays every single night. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We will finish things up talking about the troll job that Fox Sports Oklahoma did on the Golden State Warriors. And I love it. It's all right here on Locked on Thunder. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll have another episode of Locked on Thunder coming your way later this afternoon. It's a two-for-one Tuesday. It's a two-for-Tuesday, as they say in rock radio and on one of the uh, local rock radio stations around here. Two-for-Tuesday, baby. I'm assuming they still do that. I don't know. I haven't listened in quite some time. Is two-for-Tuesday still a thing, or was that... I mean, did that kind of go by the wayside? It was a big thing in the 80s. Two-for-Tuesday, and then there was Triple Shot Thursday. All your favorite artists, three in a row. And then if you hated the group, if you didn't like the artist, you were gone for 15 minutes and program directors started realizing, well, maybe that's not 
maybe that isn't such a good idea. Maybe we don't need to be playing these artists in blocks, that one song is enough. But there's a little uh, there's a little inside baseball on radio. My name is Eric G. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. Locked On Sooners is coming out. We're both part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you can get Locked On Thunder at LockedOnPodcast.com and LockedOnThunder.com plus Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Alexa, and Spotify and Google as well, and please rate us five stars. Congratulations to Fox Sports Oklahoma for getting my Thunder Fan of the Day Award. Um, and it has nothing to do with the announcers. The announcers aren't doing it at, at, at this time. Although I do like, I, uh, I, I'm i in the minority here. I like the Thunder play-by-play crew. I like Michael Cage. Um, I like the new guy. I like Brian Davis as well. I just think that the Thunder have done a really good broadcast. And if I was if I was watching from outside, I would feel like I'm at least getting some behind-the-scenes stuff from Oklahoma City. But enough of that. Fox Sports Oklahoma did the greatest troll job on the Golden State Warriors anybody could have done. And it's very simple because what they're saying is not untrue. The Thunder take on the conference champs. That's what the promo is. The Thunder take on the conference champs, not the world champs, not the NBA champs, but the conference champs. Fox Sports Oklahoma is not acknowledging that the Golden State Warriors are the world champions of basketball. That is great. That is that that is fantastic. Anything to just stick that knife in there and turn that a little bit more is it is not only okay with me, but it is encouraged by me. Um, I, I don't know. And honestly, with this being the NBA and these being grown grown men, I don't think that that necessarily motivates them. They may laugh at it, but it's not going to make the Warriors or the Thunder play any harder than what they're going to play on Wednesday night. And the, and the Thunder are catching the Warriors at a really good time. However, all this drama surrounding Golden State, which is eventually going to take its toll on this team, and may ultimately take its toll in the playoffs, especially if Kevin Durant decides he's checking out early and he just gets tired of Draymond Green's crap and the rest of the team just... If that if that whole situation can get toxic and spread throughout the team, then the Warriors do become very vulnerable in the playoffs. And that's essentially, I'll admit, that's what I'm hoping for, is that this toxicity does spread and... These guys can't get over it. Tonight, though, for a for a small period of time, I can see, or tomorrow night, I can see the Golden State Warriors putting it together and playing very hard against Oklahoma City because Oklahoma City has, has a way of getting them fired up that nobody else does. Um, and a lot of it, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, but do the Warriors still have Kevin Durant's back? Does Draymond still have Kevin Durant's back? It meant a lot to Draymond to go out and beat Oklahoma City for Kevin Durant's case. Does he still does he still feel that way? We get to find out on Wednesday. I would think that maybe he can mask it for 24 hours, but there will be a game this year when these two teams play that Draymond's just not feeling it because this thing with Kevin Durant isn't going to go away anytime soon, no matter what Draymond says, no matter what KD says, and the beneficiaries of it is the rest of the NBA, and in particular, the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll be back later today talking about why Steven Adams made a fantastic move last night to get a technical foul. He didn't deserve it, and maybe that text should have gone to Russ, but why Steven Adams did something that was very unselfish. It was an unselfish move. 
and how that's going to help the Thunder the rest of the year. We'll talk about that. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And until this afternoon, everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.